This is Dr. Benny Tate, and you're listening to the Leads Club podcast, all about leadership, personal growth, and helping you grow in your walk with God. Our goal is simply to help you lead like never before in your church, business, home, or whatever platform God has given you. Our next Leads Club session begins now. Literally an American hero, make welcome to Rock Springs Church, Eddie Penny. Eddie, we're honored to have you. Yes. Praise the Lord. You may be seated, men. Thank you again. Thank you so much for for being here tonight. And as I say, we're honored to have Brother Eddie Penny with us. And uh, Eddie, just uh, because I'm just getting to know you myself a little bit, uh, talk to us about talk to us about uh, where you grew up and what was it like growing up. Uh, grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, was pretty much not on games all the time, minus Contra, because it's the greatest game still. Uh, but I was out in the woods, playing around, you know, making spears, making forts, fishing, jumping in lakes, uh, peeking into people's windows, not realizing that I was peeping Tom and, you know, not doing the right thing. Right. Uh, so, I mean, I was very active, into sports, all that stuff. So, yeah, pretty, pretty active kid. I wasn't a kid indoors. I was definitely always outside. Yeah. Tell, tell us a little bit, Eddie, Eddie, about your family, maybe your, your, your parents and just uh, maybe your family now a little bit. Yeah. So my, uh, my mom and dad, they got divorced when I was about six, seven, eight years old. Uh, they're both remarried. And now I live with my wife, Amanda. And um, I have five children, one grandchild. That's like just weird to say. <laughs> and uh, and I had, three of them live with us now. And uh, we've got three dogs. Right. And um, I'm a huge child for my wife, so she has an extra one. She has to take care of me because I can't take care of myself right. still. <laughs> well, Eddie, as I, as I read, you've given over uh, 20 years to the military. What was, uh, what was your motivation? What, what was your motivation for entering the military? <clears throat> I think, I mean, a lot of, you know, the influence of movies, Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jean-Claude right. Van Damme. Uh, that was kind of like my big thing is watching that. I just, I just, felt, I loved the woods. I, I loved weapons, uh, even though I knew nothing about them. I just, I craved it. I loved it, and um, which is good. I was kind of getting training by watching movies and wanting to, you know, talk to veterans or all that stuff. And then I think it was '91, Operation Desert Storm was going on, and I remember the banners, the, the yellow banners they had up, and the eagle head, and there was just such pride, like you know, protect our troops. It was just awesome. Like, yeah. It was so cool. And I was like, man, I want to do that. And it was just, that's been it. Right, right. Uh, what was, how did you, how, what was the process, Eddie, to becoming like a Navy SEAL? What was, the, what was involved in that? Uh, you, you do a thing called BUDS, Basic Underwater Demolition SEAL Training, which is, um, seen movies, Discovery Channel. It's pretty much plastered everywhere. A lot of dudes are writing books, I heard. Um, so you go out to Coronado for six, six months and you go through like your basic training. That's where the, the hell week is, where they try to get you to quit, break you down, get you cold, tired, hungry. Uh, and then you go through, if you make it through that, you go through dive phase and you go through land warfare, working about explosives, guns, uh, small team tactics. And then you kind of move up to a SEAL qualified training, which is another three months. Um, but before that, you go to airborne school, just static line jump. And then you 
do this SQT, which is more operational type training. So it's, it's a huge pipeline. It's about two years to go from point A to finally get into your team and deploying. So yes. it's, it's, a, it's a long pipeline. Eddie, I was asking you back in the room back there about Hail Week. Uh, talk, talk to the guys a little bit about what, what Hail Week is and with the SEALs. It does suck. <laughs> but at the same time, it, it all comes down to your mindset. I mean, it, it, it's, you know, a lot of guys, well, I've been doing push-ups, I've done push-ups, I run, I swim, I do all that, which is, which is awesome. But it doesn't matter when you're at physical exhaustion. It doesn't matter. Your muscles will fail, but this right here, this is the thing that matters. And we can see that in everyday life. You know, it can consume you. It's, it's very true. But what's so cool about that training was that you got to see what you could do physically and mentally. And when I got to see just by putting through this training, I was like, okay, we're just scratching the surface of what we can do as humans. Like we are so awesomely made. But, um, but a lot of cold, a lot of running, a lot of workouts, um, just getting beat down, a lot of in the ocean, swims, runs, instructors just messing with you, just trying to break you, just trying to get into that mind of yours and just try to crack it open and get you to quit. Right. Which is your choice. Right. And it, I mean, literally, it's, it's a true story about ringing the bell when you just, yeah. you said, I can't take it anymore. Yeah. That was motivation. Uh-huh. And seeing other guys ring the bell, it's like, okay, I'm better than that person. And they use it as motivation. Yes. You have two ways to do it. Like, oh, I can go do that and I'll get a warm shower and hot food. Or that's why I'm not going to do it. I'm better than that person. I'm going to keep going. And you would just see the helmets line up because you want a smaller class so that you get more um, attention, I guess you could say, from the instructors because the class can get too big. And you just start seeing it wean it down. Before you know it, there's like no one left. Right. Well, you know, Eddie, I know you're a believer. Uh, did you, Eddie, did you grow up in church? Did you? I did not. I uh, went to church, I remember, a couple times, but definitely not. I had, um, I talked about this in the book. I saw Jesus one night in my room and scared the crap out of me. And there's, there's more that goes into that story, but uh, scared the crap out of me, kept me out of church. I mean, I slept under, here's how transparent we'll be. I slept under the covers until I was a sophomore in high school. I was scared to death. I thought Jesus was the boogeyman. I wanted nothing to do with anything religion whatsoever or religion, Christianity, whatever you want to call it. I didn't care. I didn't want anything to do with it whatsoever. And I was a fool. Right. I got played. You got played. Eddie, what actually, uh, what brought you to Christ? I mean, what little, I mean, what was there, was there some event? Was there some, what, what brought you to Christ? Yeah, we did a Wild at Heart event. It was, a, it was from a sub-church. I don't know if anyone's heard, read of Wild at Heart by John Eldridge. I highly recommend it if you have not. Uh, very good book. And it kind of painted the picture you know, I would think, you know, Christians were this or religion, whatever, you know, with all the denominations, whatever it was. And I was like, you have to do this, you have to do this. And didn't realize the battlefield of, you know, what is set before us right here on this world. And uh, when I started realizing that stuff and, you know, because I was at a low place. I mean, I was drinking, I was pill popping, I was womenizing, I was running to the internet for, for childish things. And uh, I wasn't happy. And then I just gave it a shot. I went... Um, I just tried it out, started praying, started doing what they were recommending us do, and I, and I just, he was right there. Eddie, did, did you say to me that, Pastor Benny, but you got to understand, and in the line of work that I did, and because of my past, there was a while that I even wondered, in light of all I've done, can God even forgive me? Yeah, the, 
the word disqualification comes up a lot. Um, I talk to a lot of veterans and I, I thought the same thing, you know, like you, you see the thing, don't murder. Okay, well, you put killing with that. You know, don't do this, don't do this, don't commit adultery. All, all the things don't lust. Like you just boom, 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 boom. I was like, done, 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 done. Clearly I'm not, I can't be saved. I can't be saved. And that is the biggest lie that the devil gives us. Amen. Eddie, uh, you know what's so, on that, you know what's so cool about that, what's though? A, what's it, friend? What's so cool about that is no matter with all your past, because Jesus knows our past, our present, our future, no matter what, you say, can I come, can I come home? He's like, let's go. He's like, I will take you how you are, but you're not staying where you are. Right. I want to forge you. I want to get the impurities out and make you pure how I see you, not how you see yourself or how the world sees you, how I see you. Yes, yes, I love what he said. I don't know if you heard with the applause. He said, but don't stay where you are. Correct. Don't stay where you are. See, man, many times we get caught up in staying right where we're at. Because Eddie, uh, when, when you surrendered to the Lord, you, uh, I believe you would say to me, Pastor Benny, it was not like I surrendered to the Lord and then, hey, no longer, I never said another cuss word. I never, I never did anything. Everything was just clean. It was just peaches and cream because I came to the Lord. That wasn't the case for you, was it, brother? I wish it was. It was not, though. <laughs> yes. I wish it was, too, but yeah. it's not. Yeah. No, he, I mean, you got to, you got to, one thing I realized is that I have to unlearn so many idiotic things that I was doing, the world's ways, the fleshly ways, the things that the enemy gives me, right? right. I was living those lies. I was living those lies. I had to quit. I had to unlearn and then relearn by renewing my mind daily, not conforming to this world and doing what he says. Like, where's my identity? It's not my job, which was a hard pill to swallow. It's what he says I am. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. Well, Eddie, you know, uh, for that guy that says, the guy that's maybe here tonight, and he would say, Eddie, uh, I've accepted Christ, but I'm, I'm still really having some struggles. There's this specific area that I struggle with. There's, you know, hey, 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 Eddie, I'm, I'm struggling with pornography. I, I accepted Christ, but to be honest with you, Eddie, I'm, I'm, I'm still struggling with pornography or, or whatever it may be. It's just one of, of many. What, what would you say to that man? I would say I struggle too. I struggle with things. I, I would be the biggest hypocrite and liar if I said I got it all figured out. I don't. Right. I had, there was a process of knocking off this, like drinking, knocking off the cussing thing. Because, and it's not like, if you don't have a drinking problem, then you're probably not going to hear you need to quit drinking. Right. We all have different flavors. We all have different things that affect us in a different way. Some of us, we work to death and we leave our family. And we're like, work's more important. I got to provide while they're in the dust. That was me. And I had to go through this, the process, right? This forging process of learning, unlearning this, the way I was, where I was all about me, 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 and realize it's about them, them, them. And, and I still have things to do. I still can get sucked into work. I still can have lustful thoughts sometimes. And I'm like, mm, no, because I know that's not from, 
from a good place. I know it's from an enemy. Right. And just realizing, understanding that enemy. It's like, if I go overseas, like, Eddie, I need you to go take down these bad guys. Okay, cool. What are they capable of? If they never tell me about a thing called a suicide vest or an improvised explosive device, chances are I'm going to get taken out because I don't have the intelligence. You need to know about our enemy, what it does. What does that look like? What does that mean? Look at your life. Why are you drinking? There's probably a reason there. You're probably believing lies and you're hooked, like I was, like a lot of us are. And when I say a lot, probably all of us. And it's not to point fingers. It's just the world we live in. It's the world we live in. Right. You either decide to go attack it or you get played and get destroyed. And just look at the divorce rates. I mean, I've, I'm on my third marriage for being an idiot and falling prey. Like, I'm tired of it. It's like, when are we going to be tired of it? I mean, you can see just in our school systems what evil looks like. Are you going to stand or just let it go? Like, ah, it doesn't affect me. Not yet. It will. Right. Eddie, what about, what about the men that have, have served and came back home and, and really, really struggling? really struggling because of everything that's involved with their military service, what would you say that we can do? What, what, what can we do for those men and women? You know, being a veteran and seeing some of the stuff that happens, and I know there's some veterans in here, and, and I, uh, like, thank you for your service. Like, I greatly appreciate it. It is, it is amazing because we do it for the men and women back here. It's not for a specific house or Congress or something else. It's for, it's for us. It's for the citizens of this country. That's right. But you see things, you experience things that people back here can't. And that sucks. But it's also, chances are you volunteered to go do that. And, and the thing is that I keep going back is why, why do guys struggle? Why do guys struggle? Why do guys struggle? is because we don't go to a true source. We, we buy into this fluff, this fake stuff that's eventually gonna go away and we don't get to the root of the problem. And from experience, the only thing that I've found and I've tried it all right. to get rid of it is him. Amen. 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 And don't get me wrong, he lets you go through certain things to get stronger, to get better. I mean, if you look at your job where you are now and where you were when you started, it's probably two different people. I know nothing to, I know a lot more. Hopefully you do, or else you probably should get fired, guys. <laughs> but, it, but it's the same thing. It's the, it, everything's the exact same. It's like if I go work out or I start a new diet or lifestyle plan, right? I might be 200 pounds, but I want to get to 150. All right, you started at 200, now you're 150. Why? because you had to not eat that one candy bar that you really wanted to eat. You had to go on that run that you didn't want to go on. It's all the same. It's all the same. Eddie, you said, uh, you made this statement. We never arrive. We have to always keep working on our fitness, our family, and faith. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, I think, I think that's a lot. A lot of people think that they've arrived. I know I've, I've done that. It's called pride. Um, but we should always be growing and, and it all ties into one another. Like physical, for example, is if I am more physically fit or if I'm working out or just getting out of the house, getting some daylight, don't even a walk or whatever you like to do, it's giving you energy. It's making you happy. A happier you is a happier family life in the house. It's a happier workplace. Mm-hmm. And, that, and you've got to, and that, so that fitness is huge. What you ingest, how much did you sleep? Because we've all had that box of donuts, guilty, 
right? We've all had that one hour of sleep or did not sleep because we thought partying was more important and you were crap the next day. Probably got an argument, not because anything bad happened. It's because you're tired and you're a cranky. That, that's, I mean, we all, we, go all, we all know what I'm talking about. And just, but that real true thing is that faith, that anchor. It's the one thing that does not change. Mm-hmm. I read something like science, science is amazing. Medicine is amazing. It's great. God, I believe, you know, gave them great gifts to do wonderful things. But I, I saw, I, I heard a quote one time. It's so true. Science is one funeral after another. They learn about something. They dive into it more. That dies. Now we got this. This dies because we studied more. Boom. Here's the truth. Here's the truth. Jesus knows yesterday, today, tomorrow, and is the same yesterday, today, tomorrow. It doesn't change. That's truth. That's true north. That's it. You can't, we can believe all we want, but that is truth. Eddie, I heard you say something back talking to one of the guys. I forget what the vice was you were dealing with, but you said you basically told the Lord, I can't do this. Which one are we talking about? Because there's many. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I think it was the drinking piece. I, th- I believe it was the drinking yeah, he was talking I, about. I think it was the drinking. And if I look back at my life and all the bad things, bad decisions, like just eruptions that happened, alcohol was at the beginning and finally connect, you know, started connecting the dots when I'm a grown-up at like 35 <laughs> and, and realizing that I needed to stop drinking because that was the, you know, I just like, I can't do this by myself because I've tried it by myself and I can't do it. I need you. And I called on him and he delivered. And I don't even want it. I don't care. Praise I see God. It. it doesn't matter. Praise God. Praise God. Praise, praise God. Eddie, uh, as a Navy SEAL, you had a mission. You had a mission. I mean, uh, you and I have talked a little bit about excursions where you said, Pastor Benny, I knew we were there to take out the bad guy. It's, it's what we were there for. What, what is your mission now? Hostage rescue. Lead as many men to Jesus as I possibly can by stealing the soul back from the devil. Praise God. Yes. Uh, Eddie, uh, you talked, I heard you talking about spiritual warfare, and you said there's certain books of the Bible. I heard you say this on a recording. There's certain books of the Bible that you would recommend that men read, certain chapters that you would say, hey, if you're struggling with some things, I would recommend this chapter, and I would recommend that chapter. You know what I'm talking about, Eden? Yeah, I, th- I think that was the biggest thing for me. Dig your shirt, by the way, bro, just seeing it. Um, unafraidshop.com is where you got it, by the way. Just going to throw it out there. <laughs> Thanks for the support, bro. Uh, no, I just, it, it is realizing, you know, when I, when I first heard about Jesus and I would think about Christianity or religion, I would think of Jesus in this little white robe sitting by a tree in the shade petting a lamb. I was like, I don't want that. That ain't a leader to me. Like, I don't, like, What? Like I'm over there like shooting bad guys and people are trying to shoot at me. Like I want man stuff or whatever. Um, and the tr- truth is we don't even really know what men are, unfortunately, in this country. Um, but, but there's another side to that is Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. Amen. That's why he came. And you do that with love, kindness, helping other people out, serving them. But that takes the man not to run to the bondage addictions when you're in that low place 
and looking for something to comfort you when you really just need him. Amen. And, I, and I'm not gonna pretend that it's like this easy walk, oh, just call him and then everything's good. No, because you have an enemy that can come in and Ephesians 6 talks about our enemy of this unseen world of, and it's not the devil, the devil's not out messing with you, is he's got an army and they are, they are just, they're terrorists. They're spiritual terrorists and they play games on us all the time and we buy into them. Those whispers, those thoughts, why are you sitting on a couch and all of a sudden you're thinking about that drink? All of a sudden you're thinking about that computer, why? Because you're given thoughts to believe and we believe them. Look at our world, look at our commercials. Amen. It's ridiculous, it is a joke when you see it for what it really is, what our school systems are teaching, if it, if it doesn't have God at the center, it ain't truth. Amen. Sorry, it's not. And that does not mean to say that you need to go be a pastor or go, no, is wherever you are in your life and the Holy Spirit's prompt you like, hey, you have a business, awesome. I think you should play Christian music in your lobby. Guess what you do? You play Christian music in your lobby. And someone's going to come up and like, hey, why do you guys play this? Well, here's why. Let me tell you about this guy named Jesus. And that's it, is you just got to be obedient, that obedience, peace. And again, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. We don't got this figured out. Me trying to figure it out got me diabetes type two. Two marriages failed, a lot of alcohol, a lot of problems, and a lot of money lost on dumb stuff. That's Eddie in control. I wouldn't recommend it. Totally different with him. That's exactly right. Eddie, tell us a little bit. I know you've got a book that I was looking at, Unafraid. Tell us, tell us a little bit about, about if, as, as guys get the book tonight, what, what, could they, what will they experience with that book? I mean, it, just, it started back in 2012. I was woke up one night about 2 a.m. like, hey, you need to write a book. And I was the guy that made fun of all my team guy buddies that were writing books. I was like, that ain't happening. This is back to the obedience piece. And um, I was like, I'll just go back to bed. Couldn't sleep. So I went to my office, got a legal pad and a pen. And I set up and I pretty much wrote out all the chapters, like outline of all of it. And uh, I ended up like in that season writing about 150 pages and they just went to a shelf. And it was, it was originally called Facade because I was just a fake. You know, people would look at me like, Eddie, you're a Navy SEAL, you're a tip of the spear, you're this, you're that, you're awesome. But inside I was a little toddler. I was honestly, I was a toddler with a penis. I was not a man. I wasn't. Right. I was not a man. If there were struggles, I would go to that woman. If there were struggles, I would go to that bottle. That's not a man. That's right. It's not a man. That's not standing right. firm in the faith and taking right. on the storm. You know what a man is? Is when you're met with that resistance, you take it. I couldn't do that overseas. Enemies coming at me and I ran away. No, you gotta face it. You gotta go fight it. And a lot of us tuck our tail and we run there for so long. We gotta go fight it. It tells us to put on the armor in the Bible for a reason. Amen. It tells us to stand firm for a reason. It tells us that there's a spiritual enemy for a reason, the world, the flesh, and the devil. They're, they tell us these things for a reason. Why? Because it's consuming us. Look at media, look at news, look at your neighbor. Honestly, go look in the mirror. It's, it's hard truth, but it is truth. And I throw myself in here too, guys. I'm not, I'm not um, there's no exemptions here. Uh, but I, when I talk about my story, going through it about what people perceived I was and the internal battles that I was going through and just kind of a walk. And I got custody of my children. 
When I was about two weeks out from a deployment and is when I got those kids, I realized that I was that boy that I told you about, that I was not a man at all. I didn't know how to take care of three kids. I can go overseas and do all kinds of great things for this country. Um, and for my prideful self and take it to the bad guy, but I couldn't, you know, get two pigtails to align for the save my life. I wouldn't, I, I think we, I probably cook spaghetti like three times a week. It was gross, man. <laughs> and my kids still remind me. <laughs> it's gotten better. My wife does it now. Um, <laughs> but, but, I, but I realized those things. It was, it was hard truth. It's like, you don't got this figured out, man. Right. You don't got this figured out. It's, it was all about you before. Now you've got three little ones looking at you like, Dad, what do we do now? And I'm like, I don't know, guys. I don't know. And I, they taught me how to be a dad. They saved my life. And I finally started calling on the Lord more. And he just came in and started mending and changing and not even bandaging me up, but just making it new. The broken bones got fixed. The scars healed. He did it all. Praise God. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Eddie, I've often said, I've said this, and I say this to you men tonight. Events are great for decisions. I believe men will make decisions here tonight. But always remember, change comes through a process. Men, events are great for decisions. But change in your life will come through a process. That's why, men, I challenge you, you need to be active in church. You need to be active in Bible study. You need accountability in your life. Eddie, could, could you address a little bit about the, this whole deal of, of sanctification, this whole deal? It, it, it's not enough that I've got fire insurance and I'm not going to hell now. Yeah. Can I borrow you four? You four? Yes. Please? You guys do me a favor and lock your arms and face the audience. Just want to use this to like show something here. Please look at this. This whole time tonight is this. It is not two dudes on stage talking to you. It's this. It's brothers. Amen. From one creator. Right. Saved by Jesus. Amen. That's what it is. That's what it is. You have got to have this unity because the enemy is going to do really good. Go and drop, go and do that. You can do it that easy. No, I'm kidding, man. <laughs> it's going to try to get you alone. It's going to try to isolate you. It's going to try to fill your thoughts. You're not good enough. You're ugly. Your wife doesn't hate you. You're not physically good. When are you going to do the diet? How was that a clear you had? Everyone hates you. You're a failure, your job, you're a liability, not an asset. Does that sound familiar to anyone? That's called the enemy. Jesus says, you're awesome the way you are. There's no one like you. You are strong. When you are weak, you're strong. I am with you. No matter when you think I'm gone, I'm always here. I will always be with you. Seek me. Seek my face. That's Jesus. Amen. Amen.
Every one of you have heard these voices and you know what I'm talking about. If you don't know it now, you will. And you're like, oh man, that's it. And you'll know the enemy and you'll know it's not. The devil tries to get us to isolate, get away, which is why we have a huge suicide problem. It's like, I never knew. Of course you didn't. Because like, you can't tell anyone you're a mess up. It's, you're the only one that feels this way. Anyone relate? Yeah, I, I know I can. And if I come at you and I'm messing with you and I go to push you, you're gonna fall backwards. Go and lock your arms. Stand firm. If I come at your group, I can't push this because he's leaning on this guy. This guy's leaning on this guy. He's leaning on him and we're there for each other. Amen. When I, when I went overseas, A lot of people misconstrue this about Navy SEALs. Like, oh, you can kill anybody. Yeah, cool, if I have my team and all my assets. You know, I'm not like somebody from the movies that takes out the whole world. That, that, that's our, I wish, but it's, my back hurts, my knee's out. This popped out just the other night and I stubbed my toe. Like, you know what I'm saying? So you need a team. I need my communicator. I need my breacher. I need my med guy. I need my sniper. Amen. Not too big on the sniper guys, by the way. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we all have a point in this world. We all have these gifts that we call the body of Christ. And we all make it up in our unique abilities. And if you ever hear, oh, you're fat, you're too skinny, you're not good enough, you're bald, you can't grow a good beard, that was me, whatever it is, that, 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 that's, that is lies from the pit of hell, guys. It is. You need to link arms Amen. and listen to the Holy Spirit of what is said. Like, and if the Holy Spirit's like, hey, we should probably quit hanging out with those people. Why? Because you get drunk every time you come back and you beat your wife. That's called listening to the Holy Spirit. I can't hang out with you guys. Well, we're not gonna hang out with you anymore. They were never your friends. They were never your friends. The Lord will not steer you wrong. Thanks, guys. You need that community. Amen. Eddie, your story is interesting, what God's done in your life. You reached the point at one time that you even uh, contemplated ending your life. Yeah. Eddie, uh, all these men tonight, all these men tonight, if I ask you the question, Eddie, uh, all the decisions you ever made, what was the best decision you ever made? That's so easy. 100% him, 100% him. And I used to make fun of the dudes. Listen, men, I can certainly identify with what Eddie Penny said. The greatest decision I ever made, I made over 40 years ago. And that decision was to accept him. That decision was to accept Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. Man, I'm not trying to make a church member out of you or anything like that. But I want to lead you in a relationship with Him. Most important thing tonight is coming to know Him. Thank you for joining us for today's Leeds Club session. We hope you feel encouraged and empowered. If you would like more information or resources about leadership, be sure and connect with me at bennytate.info or follow me on social media at Pastor Benny Tate. Join us next week 
for more insights on leadership, personal growth, and encouragement in your walk with God to help you lead at the next level.